Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. This is the second time that I have attempted this show for today, so I'm hoping that this one goes through. It's not going to be very long because um, I already, the first one was pretty long and now I'm short on time. So anyways, um, I want to start off by saying that this happened quite a few years ago. Some of the people that we see on some of these shows, I have found out either they are like not, I mean, I know they're real people, but they seem to not really do what they represent themselves to do. And the reason why I'm going to tell you this is because of my own personal experience. So a few years ago, um, one of my friends was having some strange things going on and uh, she was telling me about all this stuff. And I had seen this person on TV who was able, as far as what the TV show was showing, was able to um, do certain things like extractions and so on. And the the place where uh, she was having this activity was on the East Coast. And when she would go there to visit certain people, that's where she ran into these strange things, all right? So this person is supposedly located on the East Coast as well and pretty much in the same vicinity as where she would go to visit. So it's like he was, you know, if she was in Temecula, he was in Marietta, but on the East Coast, they were that close to where the goings-on were that she was concerned about. So this is before I really um, started in my quest for all of these things. This is when I was first like getting into it. And I told her, well, this is happening over there. You know, there's this person and his name is such and such. And maybe we should uh, contact him so that the next time you go there, which was going to be like in a couple of weeks, he can um, maybe go out there and check out and see what's happening or send somebody and this and that. So there was a website that he had, and we went to the website. You know, there's that contact page and all of this stuff. So the first contact thing actually had a phone number. So it had this guy's phone number on there. Okay, so I gave her the number, and I said, um, I don't know how long it's going to take to actually talk to this person. They're probably pretty busy. So here, you can try him, and I'll try him at some some t- times in this net, see who can contact him first. So I had all her information and so on, and I called that number, okay? And I left a voicemail. The number didn't say, oh, this is uh, like John Smith or anything like that, but it was like the regular, the default thing, leave a voicemail, blah, blah, blah. So I left a voicemail and uh, just skimmed over what was happening and um, my return phone number. Well, I never heard anything back, but that wasn't too unusual, I didn't think, because I figured, well, they're so busy, it may take a month for all I know. 
But at the same time, she was also trying to contact this person to no avail. So I even emailed this um, contact information email address. I sent an email and it came back to me. It had that thing where this email is whatever. And I was like, no way, that can't be. So I tried it again. And this time, instead of just clicking on his email to send to it, I actually entered it in myself. So I attempted to email this person three times. And all three times it came back as well as no one calling me back or even texting me back. So it was the same thing for her. She said, I can't contact this person and I'm unable to email. And at that time, at that moment, I came to the conclusion that, you know, this is like, um, well, for lack of a better word, it's kind of like a false advertisement. I said, I just don't even feel good about this period because either this person really doesn't want to be contacted. It just acts like he does, or maybe it's just a, uh, like the whole thing is kind of like fake. Maybe it's just like some sort of media creation. That's what it seemed like to me. And to this day, when I see certain people on podcasts and so on, I'm not trying to say that I don't believe that they're real people and they're bots or something like that, but I just wonder about them ever since my experience with this particular person or non-experience, maybe I should say. So it's like, all right, either you're really going to try to help people or you're not. And if you're not, why do you put a contact info there? And I never was contacted at all. And I'm telling you, I called three times. And then later, I remember even like so much later, after when we figured out that this was like a fagazi, um, I attempted it again. I called again. And it was that same generic answering thing. The person you are trying to contact, leave a number. It was all the same. So every now and then, it's not as much as it used to be, but every now and then I will see this person on TV or I will hear this person speak on um, about certain things that he's supposed to be an expert on. And I just can't take him seriously ever. Now I just really, really wonder. So unfortunately, that also leads me to look at other people with a more critical eye. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're bots. I'm just saying that. How many of them are media creations? I mean, seriously. After, I mean, if I wouldn't have experienced this, I wouldn't be thinking this way. If someone would have called me back 
or even given me a, oh, we're not doing this at this time, or we have, we're too busy, we have too many. Even that, okay, would have been better than nothing. So, I mean, it kind of ruins things for some of the others who are really sincere, who are telling the truth. So, and this person is just supposed to be just this uh, so knowledgeable and uh, this and that. But anymore, I see this person, I just have to like turn around or turn it off or whatever. I just cannot do it anymore. I don't, I don't um, like hate this person, but whatever it is that he and his crew which um, he didn't have a big one. It was just like this one person mainly. But whatever he is doing, if anyone else has had this experience with him, and I'm not going to say his name because um, I just don't want to do that, but I'm going to tell you that this guy, if more people have had the same experience with him, he is really hurting the very thing that he is supposedly representing. He's making everyone else look kind of bad. And I believe that this person has probably made a good amount. Okay, when we're talking about finance, I'm willing to say that this person has probably made out pretty good. And his um, lack of uh, whatever you want to call it, to me, this is a real lack of character. And um, it's, it's just bad. This is just bad. Although it's happened so many years ago, I mean, uh, I, I just can't forget it. Every once in a while, I think about it. And um, one of the reasons that I'm talking about this is because I want to say that just because we may have something like this happen with one, maybe even with a couple of different individuals, doesn't mean that everyone is like this. Unfortunately, though, like I said, all it takes sometimes is one to kind of like change the way we feel or think about certain other people who are in the same field. But yeah, this guy, I just, uh, I remember the feeling that I had and my friend and I just like, you know, I just, I think he's a, a fake. So I don't know, guys. I just wanted to um, share that with you. And we can't let people like that like diminish our spirit. We can't let people like that ruin it for everyone else. I'm going to say that when people contact me, whether in person, by email, however they contact me, and they are looking for help, I will put them in a direction 
that um, I, with others, okay, that I feel could help them. If people call and this and that is happening and they're kind of like scared, they need help, well, I will go there. I don't just like not answer and just uh, turn a blind eye. No, that is not how I or the others that I deal with, that's not how we work. So, once again, I just wanted to put that out there because every once in a while when I think about it, I just get a little irritated about this this whole thing. Anyways, what ended up happening is that we actually figured it out. I um, did some research and this and that, and we figured it out and um, dealt with it ourselves. Because after that, for a while, I was hesitant to even uh, believe these anyone was real or really did what they say they did and so on. There was one person, I have to tell you, that changed my mind. I contacted this one person. This is a couple of years ago. And I wasn't contacting them for help. I was contacting them just to say how much that I appreciated what this person was doing. And when I heard him speak, it just, I mean, it was almost like he was answering my question. And I remember at some point when I was listening to him speak, I had to stand up because I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is like amazing. So I contacted him and they got right back to me. And not only that, they said, if you ever need help or blah, 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 we're willing, we're here and we're willing to help you and so on. And it was, I'm telling you in no time that they contacted me back. So that, that one person changed the way the other made me feel. So I know that there are people who really, not only do they talk the talk, but they walk the walk, okay? All right. So the other story that I want to tell you, and I have to do this kind of quickly. Um, all right. There is this man. I've known him for a while. I've been acquainted with him for a while. And he is actually from the same part, the same vicinity of LA that I'm from originally. So he was telling me about this one store. It's a department store that there used to be a whole bunch of them. And there was one in the shopping center that I'm very familiar with. And I was actually uh, familiar with the department store that he was talking about. But um, it closed down a long time ago when I was still really young. So I didn't experience it the same way he did. He's older than me. He's from a different era. So I'm going to say that uh, while he didn't tell me when this happened, I'm thinking that this happened in the 1960s. So he said he was probably about 12 years old. And he's like, you got to remember at this time, things were completely different than they are now. He said there was no social media. There were no cell phones. There was nothing like that. Any kind of technology 
was not really like the most technological thing he said he can remember as a kid were transistor radios. So anyways, he said that on a dare, he was going to stay in this department store after it closed. He was going to hide out in this store and stay there overnight. Now, I was like, okay, come on. He's like, no, no, this is true. So, like, well, what about your parents? And he is like, I really cannot remember what the plan was. He's like, it happened so long ago. He said, but I'm thinking that I told my parents I was staying at my friend's house. And my friend was like, yeah, he's going to stay at my house. He's like, I think. Or else how else would I get away with staying all night somewhere? So anyhow, he said that what he did was he went into this department store and he was hanging around in there and he was in there kind of close to it closing and he went and hid out in the bedding department. He said, so they went around before closing, made sure the dressing rooms were empty, made sure that the restrooms were empty, and then they shut the store down. So in this store, there was an area where there was like a little diner. And he said, man, I wanted to go in that diner and make myself a hamburger so bad. Because you could do that. A lot of department stores back a long time ago, they had little diner areas and they would actually cook food for you there. You could have hamburgers or hot dogs or certain things. You could even have like dinner in there. They actually cooked. I remember these vaguely from when I was really young. So he said that once the store closed, he waited a little while. Then he went into that diner and it actually made himself some food. So he, he made his food. He took it back into the bedding area. And he had a little radio with him. So he was listening to the radio and he was eating and he was just feeling like, oh, this is all right. After this, I'm going to go eat a bunch of candy and this and that. So he was like feeling very clever and just, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in here. Yeah. So he says, okay, he went back and he cleaned up his mess because he had to. And at the same time, He had change with him so that if anything happened or if he changed his mind, he had this alibi. And he had change in his pocket so that he could go use a payphone to call his parents. So there were two payphones in this store. He said one of them was by like, the front doors where you came in and the other one was at the lower level where the sports department was. So he knew that there were two payphones in this store. So he goes back after this into the bedding department and he's laying down and he's listening to the radio and he hears voices. 
So he's like, okay, he turns off his radio and he listens again and he hears voices. And he's like, okay, man. So he gets his alibi ready and he comes out and he says, so I put that look on my face and I was trying to make myself cry. Like, I fell asleep in here and I woke up and this door was closed, blah, blah. And there was no one there. And he says, but I could still hear them talking. So I figured it was coming from the other side of the store. So he went to the other side. There was no one there. Then he went all around the store and there's no one there. Then it became quiet again. So he starts feeling kind of creepy because he even went into where they sold radios and, and uh, clocks and stuff. And he said, there was no one in there. And I was like, not even security, not anyone. And he was like, they didn't have security. They didn't need it back then. Okay. So he says he started feeling kind of like, all right, it's kind of creepy. So I'm going to go ahead and make my phone call. So he goes over to the first pay phone, which was by the front doors, which was at the ground level. And he says the phone wasn't there. It was not on the wall. He's like, I know it was on the wall when I came in here. But now it's not there. So he's like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. Let me go down to the lower level. He says the lower level was very, very dark because there were no windows down there for one thing, even though it was dark and it was dark outside, at least on the ground floor level, like there was still ambient light from outside and from a couple of lights that were left on in the store. So it wasn't pitch. But once he said he started descending down the stairs, it was very dark. He said there was some kind of little light left on down there, but not enough to really be able to see. He said, I remember I had to go down that staircase pretty slow. And once I got down there, he said, I had to like feel my way. I knew where the phone was at. And he got down there to where the phone was. And guess what? There's no phone. So he started kind of like panicking a little bit. So, all right, well, maybe I'm in the wrong spot. So he says, I went all over that store feeling that lower level with my hands feeling on the walls, but there was no phone. And he said, after your eyes adjusted a little bit, he said, I could make out vaguely that there were no phones down there. So he started feeling like, okay, there's something very strange here happening. And he became very scared. He said, I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach. There's something really, really wrong here. So he starts making his way back up the stairs. He said he was so scared. He felt like crying but there he goes up the stairs and he said he felt like something was coming from behind him. Not only was it coming from behind him, but he said it 
felt like it was coming up very fast, like if there was something running, even though there were no footsteps. He just had this feeling. He said, I chalked it up to, it's probably my imagination because I'm freaked out, but it scared him enough so that he went up the rest of the staircase like backwards. He said, I, I could feel something. So anyways, he goes up the stairs and now he's like in a real panic. Like, how am I going to get out of here? He didn't know how to turn on any of the lights except for the ones in the diner area. So he went into the diner area and he said the reason why he went to turn on the lights is because he was scared. He was freaked out. First, he hears voices. Then the phones are gone. Then he felt something coming up behind him. So when he turned on those lights, that was his only reason for turning them on. Because he was resigned to the fact that he was going to be in there all night. So he needed some light to at least make himself feel better. Then he was going to stay there in that area. Well, what happened was when he turned on those lights, there was someone around there, obviously, who saw the lights and found it suspect. So someone called the police because he says it wasn't too long later that police were at those glass front doors And they were unlocking them along with like management of the store or someone from the store. So they go in there and he said, I walked right up to those doors and I was standing there. And by this time, because not only was he so relieved that someone was there, he was crying. So the story that he told was partially true. What are you doing in here? So he was crying and he said, I went to sleep and when I woke up, the store was closed and so on and so on. And I made myself this little thing, but I'm scared. And um, so they, what what are they going to do? And he said, at this time, they were going to believe him. One of the reasons because of the time because it was so long ago when people really didn't do this. There weren't a whole lot of like horrible, bad things going on like like there are now. I mean, there have always been bad things, but not to the extent that what's happening right now, especially with kids, you know, back then. So anyhow, they asked him, Is there anyone else in here? Because of the noises and the certain things that had gone on that he witnessed, he said, not with me, but I think there may be someone else in here. He said, but but they're not with me. So they turned on all the lights to this department store and they went through the whole store. They went downstairs. There's no one there. But when they came back, and by this time, his parents had been called. So his parents are there. 
They came back and they said, did you put those red X's downstairs in the, in the lower level on the floor? And he was like, what red X's? And he said, I wasn't taken down there. I didn't see them. They just questioned me about them. So apparently there were red X's down there. He said, they sat on the floor, but I don't know if they were only on the floor and I don't know if they were just X's or if they were some other type of symbol with an X in it. All I know is that they said red X's. And he was like, what are you talking about? No. Okay. Obviously, we have established that there was something happening in there. He says, when I was leaving, when I walked out of that store, the phone was back on the wall. Okay. So, that is pretty much the end of the story of what happened to him in there. And that brought me to remember the story about one of my friends. Now, this happened to him, and I'm saying in the 1960s and in the early 1980s, one of my friends was telling me that her dad threw himself down that stairway in that store. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, my dad threw himself down the stairway there at that store. Now we weren't, I mean, I don't know what we were talking about or why she just decided to tell me this at that time. But I remember thinking, boy, he probably tripped. But anyways, she said there were a lot of witnesses there and everyone saw him throw himself down that stairway. She said, my brother was there and he says the same thing. Dad didn't trip. Dad threw himself like he was committing suicide. Okay, so... Like I I tell people, I am one person. These are two things that I know of that have happened in this department store. I'm not saying that there's a connection. But I do lean towards the side that says... It kind of uh, looks like that to me, that there is one. And one of the biggest reasons for this is because what they did was this department store, they closed down the entire lower level. Now, why would you do that? Why didn't they just close down the stairway and leave the elevator. But no, 
they closed the entire bottom. Now, that is definitely going to hurt their bottom line. I mean, financially, that's a kill. That's a big hit. Because at that time, in those days, people used to go there for, I mean, for their backpacks, for their PE clothes, for their fishing stuff. I mean, they had the whole bottom half of this huge department store was a sporting good area. But they went ahead and shut the whole thing down. That tells me that there were, I mean, it's looking, okay? To me, like there was more going on there than just those two incidents. Not to mention the one that I know of that happened like probably in the 60s. That was just something that no one was hurt. Nothing happened there to harm, hurt, or injure anyone. The second one, okay, happened so many years, almost 20 years later. So what would be the thing to cause them to close the whole bottom level unless there weren't some other things happening there? It, uh, to, like, to almost commit financial suicide by closing that whole place down. There had to have been more things going on there and happening there, in my opinion. I mean, to think about it. I don't know, man. Uh, since we don't know and will never know about those red X's, if they were just X's like he was saying or what what kind of symbolism there was down there. There is so much information that's lost that we'll never know, that I can't even look for. I mean, I've, I've tried, but uh, I can't find anything. So unless there is someone who worked there who knows maybe certain things that have happened there and why the full closure of the downstairs area, well, we've lost that. We, we will never know. But yeah, think about it. They could have just easily shut the stair. And there was only one stairway. I know that place. There was only one. One of my brothers used to go there all the time. So I know there was only one. There weren't two. There wasn't one here and one there. No, there was one stairway only. And there was the elevator. So that's why I'm just very suspicious. But it's not going to stop me from digging. Just because I haven't found anything yet, I'm continuing because... It's so interesting to me and why, well, I guess I never thought about it before because I didn't know this guy's story before. But yeah, think about it, guys. Anyways, um, that's all I've got for right now. I'm going to try to come back tomorrow with some more stuff as well as a um, 
discussion about certain things that I'm looking into right now, more things that have been reported by certain people in law in the law enforcement community. All right. So, um, sorry, this is so short guys. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their Sunday. And I want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to join me. Be talking to you soon. Ciao.